Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Yins guys. It's your main bitch, Kim, here, and welcome, yes, to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. And today, I would have to say it's going to be a big Potomac talking event. I have a little bit of a reflection on the New York episode, which was like the not coming up, things unseen, all that, the footage you didn't see and all that kind of stuff. It was cute. It was cute. But I would have to say we're going to be talking more about Potomac. There's some interesting things that I've seen on the Bravo sphere, social media, all that kind of shit. So I guess you could say we're kind of in the what the Bravo moment right now, which is cool for me. The first thing that I want to talk about is everyone's talking about the Winter House trailer, and I know that's been a little bit back, but I don't know. Am I going to watch it? Of course I am. Am I going to be expecting great entertainment the way that I would have if it was just Summer House and just Southern Charm? I don't know. I really don't. I think it'll be interesting. It is kind of dumb that they call it Winter House and they wanted to do the Summer House kids and the Southern Charmers, but realistically, the only Southern Charm people is Austin and Craig, and no offense to those dudes, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they are the ones that make the show the show. So I just think they're the ones that make the show utterly annoying because they say the dumbest shit. But I still love them in the most odd way possible. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a positive note in the beginning. Yes, uh, the other thing, Vanderpump Rules starts at the end of the month. I think it's the 28th. Again, I will watch it because I'm a Bravo bitch and I'm committed and loyal. Am I expecting some great ass entertainment like we had whenever we found out Jack's fucked faith and all that kind of shit? No, I'm not expecting that. I'm hoping that I'll be surprised like I pleasantly was surprised with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last season. We all know that I was not for it. However, this bitch loved the first episode And I thought it was amazing. And I have some funny things, ironic things that happened in that episode that I'll briefly talk about because let's just remember I am an East Coast shell, right? But I also feel like I do cover all spectrums of Bravo because how can you not? How can you not? So the one thing that I wanted to say about New York's episode, the never before seen shit, I always like that they do that. I think it's fun to see how it's not necessarily part of the storyline of what they're trying to do in the show. Even though they might be in that particular scene, I do feel like we see some real shit with who they actually are. Of course, I could be fucking wrong. What do I know? But that's just how I interpret it as a viewer. So I really did enjoy that. I think the reunion, it has gotten a green light that they're going to be doing it in person. 
I can't really recall when that will be. However, I know when that happens, I will be ready for it. And I know a lot of people are a little bit wishy-washy. They don't think it's going to be that great because of the whole Ebony and Ramona whole quarrel that happened the whole season and all that kind of stuff. I think it will be good to have this time for the ladies to come together and just sort of hash out the season. So one, we could have this whole chapter closed and then we can kind of get prepped for the next season. Everyone's talking about, well, who's going to be coming back? It seems like Ebony and Leah are the headhunters for the show and then are the other bitches staying? I don't know. That is what's word on the streets, but I can't confirm anything. So with that, I did enjoy that episode. I thought it was really cute. Uh, They're playing Vanderpump Rules like crazy. Why? Because they're prepping for the premiere. So I do respect that and I love that. And I also, if I just want to real quick talk about Below Deck, that Lexi girl should be fired. I don't know why they fired Delaney. That it's... I can't wait for the season with Captain Lee. Can we bring back Captain Lee, Kate, and Josiah? Can we just bring them back? They are my three favorites, and I need them in my life. Now let's get to Potomac. Potomac, we are healing. This is a time for healing, and it's hosted by Miss Mia Thornton. Before we get to the actual goddess lunch, because listen, we all need healed every now and again. Am I right? Now we start off. We're coming from the Robin's birthday hang hosted by Giselle, right? And it's the part whenever Candace is just blowing some shit up with Ashley, saying her big ass body and her wide ass forehead and all that stupid shit. But then she wanted to claim, Ashley, I am not body shaming you. I was just pissed off. I can't. I can't with Candace. I can't. And again, I feel like I am liking her more so this season than ever before. But I definitely feel like if I ever met her in real life, I just don't think that we would mesh too well because the bitch is judgmental as fuck. And guess what? I guess I am too because I have this freaking show. (laughs) But I'm definitely not trying to be malicious. This is supposed to be fun, fun shade, all this kind of shit. I'm definitely not trying to ruin these people's lives. And I actually love these shows or else I wouldn't be talking about them clearly. However, I do feel like she does things with malicious intent and that pisses me off. And I'm like, dude, who the fuck are you? So Candace is saying, oh, look at this hoe, meaning Ashley. Her wide body ass is up in here trying to spread the Wendy shit. Like leave and she leaves Williamsburg with her breast milk. She's mentioned that breast milk way too many times. And I'm very curious as to why. Like, why can't you let go of the breast milk? Why can't you let it go, Candace? Let go of Ashley's tea. And I do appreciate the fact that Ashley was just like, girl, get a new line. You're tired. You're tired. Get a new line. And of course, there's a back and forth. And she's like, it was basically like the Monique Candace thing. It took me back to whenever Candace was saying at the, what was it? The winery, the barn winery. And she's like, good night. Good night. And her hand was like flicking in the air and shit. That's where it took me back to. But obviously there was no dragging or slapping or hitting. And I was appreciative of that. I really was. 
Now, Candace apologizes. Oh, I was just angry. I was not body shaming you. Yes, you were, bitch. You were body shaming. So shut the fuck up and let's move on. Just own it. Lisa Renna, own it. Just own it. So after that awkwardness happens, Giselle, <laughs> she likes to change her stuff. Anyone want some wings? Want some wings? Love it. Yes, Giselle, always bring the power of food because it always, always works. And then she is raising a glass for Robin, toasting to her. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Yay. Loves, hugs, giggles all around. And then Miss Mia, she's like, oh, this is so nice. And you know what, ladies? I just want to invite you to this goddess lunch because I feel like we could do some really great healing. And I also just want to let you ladies know that I did invite Wendy and Karen. And then and Giselle's like, well, what the fuck? I don't like either of them. I've tried to like put the what's the what's the phrase? I don't even know the phrase. Nip it in the bud, if you will, because I can't think of the actual phrase. She wanted to end this whole stupid shit that they're dealing with Karen and Wendy, but she's kind of over it. So she's like, I'm not going to have to do any of this shit. Like, let me just live my life. I don't like them. That's whatever. Mia wants peace. This is totally like this. is. <laughs> It's totally like a, a beauty contest. I would like world peace. Yeah, and Giselle's like, hell no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to be forgiving anyone. But then Mia looks at Giselle and says, you know what? I do have a message for you from Karen. Giselle, Karen thinks that you owe her an apology for her kids. <laughs> and then cue to Giselle's confessional. And she's like, Ray and Karen will be dead before they get an apology. Okay, and I did say it right this time. That's some shade if I ever heard of it. Kind of cryptic, but Halloween is coming, so I guess I can appreciate it. But wow, Giselle, wow. And then camera goes to Karen. She is filming a preliminary video, <laughs> preliminary video shoot for her tourism video to Surrey County. I don't know. I say Surrey but I don't know how she, sir, sorry, Surrey, whatever. I'm going to call Surrey because I think of Oklahoma, the musical, the Surrey with the fringe on the top. So I'm going to call it Surrey because that's just what I do. So she's doing a prelim video for that. Uh, hello, Kern, you're filming in fucking Potomac. I'm so confused. Is this a video for Potomac or is this a video for your hometown where you come from? This is so weird. I loved how the producer asked her <laughs> in her confessional. <laughs> now, why didn't, why, why are you filming in Potomac? And why aren't you doing it in Surrey County? And then dot, 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 quiet. She can't answer the fucking question. But then all of a sudden she finds out and she musters up this in her head. And she's like, well, honey, wherever I go, it is Surrey County. What the hell? That is such a bullshit answer, but also at the same time, claps for you, Karen Huger, because that was, even though how ridiculous it is, kind of like the movie Baywatch with Zac Efron and The Rock. Like that movie was stupid as fuck, but I still saw it in theaters because it's like you have to. So I feel like I feel like with Karen saying that she knows how ridiculous she sounded. But again, it is quite genius. So Kern, props up to you, bitch. Props up to you. 
It would have been funny if she did say, <laughs> if she did say in the video, because you heard her say, welcome to Surrey County. Wouldn't it be hilarious if she said, welcome to, Pat I mean, Surrey County, my hometown. Damn it, Karen. I wish you would have done. I hope you did that on the outtakes. Will you show it to us in the next episode? I would love to see it. And I thought it was hilarious. She gets to a point when she's talking about, I don't know, I guess they're known for their ham, Surrey ham, um, some sort of seeds or some shit. And then she talks about peanuts. And I guess she gave us a little bit of an education because I did not know this. Yes, I fucking did know this. I was just like, Karen, what the fuck? She, <laughs> she educated us saying, you know what? Peanuts, they they come in a, like a, in a shell or a, a hole, if you will. Well, damn, Karen, I did not know that. Oh, my God. Peanuts come in a shell, honey. Peanuts come in a shell. And you know where they learned that? They learned that in Surrey County. No shade. But, Karen, you, that was no words. But it, it made me chuckle. So thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the giggles. Now we go to Giselle's house. She is talking to her girls about... How she's no longer with Jamal, their father. I think they already fucking knew that. I honestly feel like those girls know, they know, they just know what the whole relationship is. I don't think any of them liked the fact that they were getting back together. I think it made them uncomfortable. I mean, the girls know what's up. They're not stupid. I think Giselle wants to shelter them, which I completely understand because I would want to do that too if I had children. But I also feel like these girls are old enough and they just, they they know. They just know. And I think, I don't know, I think that they're strong ass girls. And I think because they have Giselle as their mother, I think they're going to be kick ass when they're older. And I know that they're probably not going to take any shit because they saw the shit that Giselle was taking as they were growing up. And I don't, I don't think that they'll follow in that same footstep, if you will. And you know what the crazy thing is, but not really crazy. Giselle was even saying that she said to them, I don't know if I want to get married again. I don't want to have to rely on or answer to a man is what she said. I don't want to answer to a man as far as financial stuff is concerned. And I just want to be able to do things on myself and depend on myself because she was talking about her mom and her dad when they split up. I guess her mom was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any really a lot of money to take care of the kids and all this kind of stuff. And she also admitted that she kind of felt that way whenever her and Jamal divorced the first time. I think they were only divorced once. So when they divorced and she doesn't want the girls to have to deal with any of that shit. She wants them to end up with a guy that is their equal, which I think any parent would want that if they had a girl. So I think it was a good conversation that they caught on on the screen. I think it's very current. I think it's very today's society with women and how girls are growing within society. I think it is something that needs to be not only talked about, but I think honored and admired, really admired, because I know that my mom, I don't, she definitely didn't get that conversation from my grandmother. So it's definitely evolved into something different and something great, if you ask me. So that was a cool conversation that they caught. And then we go to Candace's house, Miss Princess. And I, we all know that she hates when people call her princess and all that kind of shit. But guess what, Candace, you are a princess. And guess what? Everyone fucking loves Disney movies. Why do you think there's so many Disney princesses? People love them. 
but just own it. It's a badge of honor at this point that you're a princess. You just annoy us sometimes. And this is the part that I was annoyed. But then I liked you afterwards. So this is what happened. She came home from rehearsal for her music video or whatever. And Chris was there. He's like, how did it go? Didn't seem like it went well because she did the no answer. And I'm like, bitch. So he's trying to talk to her about all this stuff. And as I said, she was being a little princess. But guess what? Do you, boo. Own it. Just own it. And she's confused that she sees him drinking. It's like, what, almost? It's almost, first of all, it's almost 5 o'clock. I believe the time was 4.50 on the screen. And I'm like, listen, happy hour. It's 5 o'clock somewhere in the world for happy hour. He was just starting 10 minutes early on Eastern Standard Time. So I don't know why she was confused and like, why are you drinking? Like, calm down. He's fine. And then I guess we learned that in the state of Maryland, you can only have an X amount of extras in a music video. I don't know if it's in a music video or just like a video recording. That was kind of interesting to me. I kind of want to know more about it, but I'm not going to really research it. But I am (laughs) I am kind of curious as to why that is. So they had under 30 from what Candace was saying. And then he's like, well, I'm not going to be there. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, my God. Well, you're, you know, you're supposed to support me, blah, blah, blah. And then Chris just he doesn't snap, but he's just like, listen, I feel like you just don't care about what I want to be doing. And he's like, just because I can't be at your events doesn't mean I don't want to be there. It's just I have things that are important to myself, too. Like, I can't help that I'm working Why does my stuff not matter to you as much as your stuff matters to you? I feel like they should have replayed this over and over because we see Candace, we see the bitch apologizing and she does it in such a way where you know that she can see that she was wrong. She's like, I'm sorry. And I honestly, that made me like her more, even though I feel like there's just bad juju with us. I don't know why. So I did like her in that moment. I thought it was a really cool thing to see. I do respect the marriage and relationship that her and Chris have. I think it's very unique. And I think a lot of the housewives in all friend, in all cities, I think all of them can take some notes about their partnership because I think they are pretty real with what they show. I mean, you can clearly see that they get in fights and sometimes they hate each other, but they always, they always know how to get back together. And I like their relationship. I really do, believe it or not. So then we're at Wendy's house. They're playing with their children outside. They have a nice ass backyard, if you ask me. Like, holy shit. Green, green, green grass everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful. So Wendy's talking to Eddie about how they need to bring up the relationship with their boys and the police. And I guess her boys have been asking about it because around this time when they were filming is whenever the Derek Chauvin verdict was being determined and all that kind of shit. So she thought it was very important and so did Eddie. And I guess Wendy asked Eddie, well, you know, Eddie, did your parents talk to you about the interaction with police? And he said, no, I didn't have that conversation. I just sort of had to experience life as it was happening. So and she feels Well, first of all, she felt really bad that, one, they even had to have this conversation, which I would feel that way, too. Two, she feels bad that Eddie didn't get that conversation with his parents. And then three, Wendy feels like this is an important conversation that she needs to have with her children. So because of everything that was happening during this time, she felt like now was the time to do it. 
when she did have the kids come over, she was talking to them and asking them questions about it. And then the kids were like, why would the police treat black people this way? And then one of her boys said that he wants to be like Martin Luther King and live where black people won't be a threat and white people won't be a threat. And you know what? Here's what I have to say. God damn, he gets it. He gets it. Why can't all of us get it? It confuses me and it's like you see kids and they they understand it. And you know, in your mind, you're like, well, they're kids. They don't know what they're talking about. But honestly, they really do. So props up to him. He knows what the fuck is up. And that was also a necessary scene to see on the show. Now, cue to Karen and Ashley meeting up for coffee and or tea. Of course, Ashley's bringing baby Dylan. She's a mom now. She's obsessed with her children. And I love that so much. And I love seeing that on her Instagram, too. It's very, very cute. And we actually see Michael on there a lot, too, which makes me feel a little bit more comfortable and confident with their relationship. But also at the same time, I'm always like, I never know about Michael. I just hope what I want to feel for their relationship. Ashley's talking to Karen about her feud still with Giselle and she's basically like, Kern, are you ever going to be able to move on with Giselle? Because this is old fucking news and I think we just need to get over it. Someone has to be the bigger person and we just have to move fucking forward. Ashley also brings up and says, you know what, Karen, with what you said, I think, you know, Giselle really has a vulnerable side that people don't see especially when it comes to the Jamal stuff. And I think she was basically saying with what was going on with Jamal and her at the time and all the shit that was being said on the streets, I think it really did affect her. And I think it really did affect her girls. So with Karen hearing that, I think she's trying to process her next move with Giselle. Eventually, we see what happens. But before the goddess lunch with Miss Mia, we go to a life coach meeting with Robin. She's talking to this lady about her fears with her business and how she's not trusting of other people. And we all know why. Because her ex-friend, who's a piece of shit, took all their money. And of course, of course, anyone would feel the same way. So I think she has a lot of walls up when it comes to that stuff. And I think that's part of the reason why she's been a little unmotivated and all that kind of thing. But the pandemic has another effect as well, in my opinion. I'm obviously not a registered anything doctor, so I really wouldn't be able to tell you. I did appreciate how the life coach said, the more that we name these issues that we're afraid of, the more that we can get past it and how we can kind of address it to get it out of the way to help us move on because there's more that we can do with it as opposed to just pushing it aside and not having to deal with it. So I did like what she said. I thought it was very poignant, very moving to me. I feel like I need to take that advice with a lot of things. So thank you. And I got that session for fucking free. Free people. Yes. So she was talking about Juan and her relationship and how they're engaged and how really she hasn't really thought of the wedding. I guess the life coach was like, oh, that's interesting. And she's like, I just 
the pandemic, I don't really want to do anything. So I also feel like with how I'm feeling right now, I feel like Juan is just sort of coming at me and he's kind of putting me down where I feel like whenever he was in a situation where he felt really down, I was there to elevate him and bring him up to light, if you will. Basically, the life coach was saying, you need to tell Juan that he needs to uplift you instead of bringing you down. Obviously not in that way. There has to be some sort of better way to do it. So Robin did realize that this is something that she should probably bring up to Juan because she does feel not really supported from him. And that's a problem. That's a problem when you don't get support from your spouse or your partner. And we want to make sure that they get fucking married because I want to see this shit on the show. Okay. Could it be like Candy Burris's marriage, um, like wedding that they did with her special? I don't know. Could (laughs) my dogs down here? I had a cup of water on the fucking floor and uh, I'm not going to be drinking it anymore because he just took a lick or two. So that is hilarious. Um, anyways, now let's tune in. Hello. The goddess party hosted by Mia Thornton. I don't know. I just feel like that has such a nice ring to it. And seeing her on Watch What Happens Live the other day, I am liking her more and more. Now, I also did say that about Kathy Hilton. I don't love her, love her, but I'm appreciating her more. With Mia, I think I'm really liking her more. I did enjoy her on Watch What Happens Live. I didn't love what she was wearing, but I am enjoying her. So that's all I have to say with that. So we are at the goddess party. I feel like she is a girl's girl. I think she wants peace between the group. And I do appreciate that she wants this because she does enjoy the sisterhood. The one person that I don't think is a girl's girl, and I have said it before, maybe not necessarily girl's girl. I don't think Candace is a girl's girl. I don't. I think she'll be a girl's girl until she feels threatened and or jealous of you, and then she'll be malicious to you. But can we talk about what the ladies were wearing? Holy shit. The ultimate goddess, the ultimate goddess outfit. She looked so divine. Number one look for me. Miss Wendy, Dr. Wendy, honey, she looked beautiful. The hair, the fucking crown thing, whatever you call it. I don't know. She looked gorgeous. The dress, flowy. Oh, so good. So good. Best dress for sure. Number two for me. Oh, my God. Ascala, gorgeous. Gorgeous. She said that she was bringing her Ethiopian vibes. Honey, loved it. Oh, She looked amazing, too. I would say the worst dressed. I think we already know. (laughs) Unfortunately, we already know who it is. And I hate even saying this. I so love you, Giselle. But yeah, that. Yeah. Let's just move on from there, shall we? (laughs) So Candace comes in. She has a cute little pixie pixie cut do that she is sporting there, which was cute. And she was going for like a 70s vibe. So what she said. And then she's talking about her music video coming up. (laughs) Giselle, she's trying to make it messy per usual. And that's why I love her. She's like, okay, well, everyone's invited, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, even Ashley too. And then she's like, Candace, she says, "Uh, no, she, no, because she knows. And you know what? Here's the thing. I do appreciate that Candace and Ashley recognize that they don't really like each other, but they also can be like, we know that we don't like each other. I don't have to be invited to her shit, whichever. That's fine. Let's just keep going instead of like duking it out because we can be cordial and I don't really need to pay much attention to you. I appreciate that. That's adulting in a weird way. 
<laughs> so Mia, Miss Hostess Mia, she is hosting up to be the goddess that she is, but she's also doing it in a Lisa Rinna way, honey. And she is like, oh my God, let's just like go around the table and say what is good about another person and what we respect in them. So Ashley goes first and she's talking about Candace saying that we're like oil and vinegar or oil and water or something. Is it oil and vinegar? I can't fucking remember. But she's talking about her and she's like, you know, I do appreciate that you have a good passion for music. Okay, that's nice. Cool. And then Candace goes back to Ashley and she's like, you know what? I agree. We are not the best of friends. We are not bosom buddies. But I do appreciate how you are owning the motherhood journey and you're doing it well, I guess. And then she says, you know, the shovel that I had to pull for that fucking compliment. God damn, Candace, just say it and shut up. Shut up. You don't even have to say it in your fucking confessional. Chill the fuck out. And then we get to Robin and she's going down the line and she goes to Wendy and she's like, Wendy, I appreciate I, I appreciate your passion that you have for your family And then cue Wendy and her confessional. And she's like, what? You appreciate how I have passion for my family, yet you support someone who is coming after my family, which would be Giselle. But Wendy, we have said this before. Giselle wasn't coming after your family. She was not doing that. I can't understand why you can't get that through your head. I have no idea. It made me irritated, but whatever. So then we go to Escala and she is saying how she loves that Giselle is opinionated because she's basically saying, hey, look, I am who I am. You don't like me. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be who I am. So Escala appreciates that from Giselle. And I do too. And then Mia, love her. She wants to be the healer, honey, the spirit from above. She's like, Giselle, like say something nice about Karen. Oh, then Giselle, nope, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it about her. Didn't want to do it about Wendy either. Giselle says, Karen tries to ruin families. Wendy, I don't try to do that. I never, if if you felt like I was doing that, I apologize because that is not what I was doing. I was sticking up for Eddie. I said that he doesn't do that shit. But Karen does try to ruin families. And then the whole Jamal thing comes up and all this shit. And then Candace brings it up and says, Giselle, um... Through, she was kind of referring to the reunion from last year when Monique brought those receipts in her burn book, let's say, uh, let's call it. And she says, do you think all the shit that was said during the reunion and just out on the streets caused her and Jamal to break up? And then Giselle was like, oh, no, 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 no. I knew about this beforehand. And then Candace was like, well, why didn't you tell us? And then Giselle had a really good point. She's like, I don't need to tell someone about my life who is trying to research me and tell me about my own life. Why would I have to fucking share that with anyone? I agree with you, Giselle. Totally true. I would do the same thing. Eventually, we find out Giselle being an emotional human. Can you believe it? She is telling Karen that, yes, what she did say about Jamal and her did affect her kids and did affect her and it hurt her feelings. And everyone was like, oh, there was like a moment. The fucking Red Sea parted, all that kind of shit, because Giselle let her emotions out. 
Holy shit. It's documented. We can always replay. It's amazing. I don't care what Giselle does. I still think she's amazing. So all the ladies were like, holy shit, we so appreciate your openness and you're willing to be honest. And then with that, Karen did apologize to Giselle and to her girls. And then Karen was like, but can you at least apologize for like your wording? And she's like, I can. And I don't have a problem apologizing like you think that I do. And I am oh so sorry. So yay, we had a breakthrough in this episode. Karen and Giselle hopefully can finally move forward. And I love that. Wendy and Giselle probably have like a button on it and then we'll get back into it. But I think at this time from this episode, we can move on and have a good time. So now we're going to get to the dueling divas because yes, we are back in this segment type of shit because it's fun. So here it is, dueling diva. So we are talking about Candace and Ashley, honey. We're talking about dry ass hair, big foreheads, big ass old wide hoe body bodies, all this crazy shit. We all heard it. It was ridiculous. It was funny, ridiculous. It was bad. The feud will always be there. As they said, it's oil, vinegar, vinegar, water, whatever the fuck you say. So that's duel number one. Duel number two, Kern and Giselle, Kern and Giselle. But they resolved that at the end of the episode. I love it. Here's the thing, though. Karen and Giselle will always have feuds. That is part of what makes this show the show. Never in a million years will I ever think that their feuds will go away. It's just right now, they're okay. They got through it. The Ray thing, the Jamal thing. Okay, we're at a good place. But we all know it's not going to last. Last feud, baby, Giselle and Wendy course with the Eddie thing they did apologize I think Wendy was satisfied with that however she does not really trust Giselle that has her best interest I don't think she thinks that she does so she is going to be she's going to be watching her essentially is what she's going to be doing so those are my three dueling divas baby let's get into some weekly shade because there's been some shit and I need to discuss it so Good shade for this week, honey. Let's start with Kern, Karen Huger. She said this before, though. I kind of want to be like Ashley and be like, girl, you've said this line. You're tired. Get something new. It's about Robin. She's like, Robin is so far up Giselle's bush. I don't even know if that makes sense to me. I mean, it does, but like no one says that. No one says someone's up their bush. They say you are so far up someone's ass. So the whole bush thing, I'm not really getting, but I appreciate her trying to be original. Next shade. Yes, loved it. Giselle's girls. When Giselle is trying to call them in her room and she's trying to speak Spanish or something, not something, but she she is trying to speak Spanish. So She's saying to the girls, come on now, you know Spanish. And then one of them said, yeah, you don't. Ha! Loved it. Cute little shade thrown from the daughters. That's some real shit. And I appreciated that. Now, whenever Karen was talking to Ashley at their little tea meet and greet, yes, they, (laughs) Karen was talking about how she wants to be called grandmother, grandma. She said, I think I want to be called Jima. I originally thought diamond or diamonds, but 
I think G-Mom might be the best. And then we have Ashley in her confessional. And she's like, you know, Diamond, I think, is pretty good. You know, look at Karen. She's like Diamond in the rough whenever she was in Surrey. And then she kind of comes to Potomac. She kind of gets dusted off and like shined up a bit. And then poof, you got a diamond. So I thought that was cute because if you think about it, she didn't even film her fucking tourist video in Surrey County. She did it in Potomac. So I think saying Diamond... From diamond in the rough to an actual diamond. I think that was a perfect choice. You go, Ashley. Now, Ashley also did some extra shade to Candace, which I didn't really understand, but I guess I kind of did. Whenever they were saying compliments to each other, she said in her confessional about Candace that Candace didn't squirrel nuts away at her cheeks like she usually does, or squirreling, squirreling nuts away at her cheeks. I don't know if she is throwing shade about Candace's cheeks. Does she look like a chipmunk? I'm a little confused by that. But when I heard it, I knew that it was shade and I knew that I needed to talk about it. The last shade that I have for you is whenever Candace did say that she had to use a shovel to get out that compliment about Ashley's journey to motherhood and how she is owning it like Lisa Rinna. So... Weekly Shade, the Weekly Shade, it was okay. I mean, nothing too amazing. I'm looking for Margaret Joseph's and or Jennifer Aiden Shade. I've been a little disappointed lately, even from the Jersey cast from last season. But you know what? Let's go to the quote of the week because it is a complete surprise to yins, guys, and you will be like, what the fuck? This is insane. So here's the quote. So, Yin's guys, the quote of the week isn't even from Potomac, I have to say. I have two quotes. One is ironic, don't you think? It's like, yay! Okay, so we're going to Lena's more set here almost because both of these quotes are from, yes, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I thought the first episode was to die. It was great. Holy shit. I think we're going to get more stuff out of this one than we have with the Erica Jane stuff. And I am in it to win it, baby. I am so ready. So first quote that I thought was super ironic. And I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like, Jen, do you want to watch that now? Do you want to say that now? Jen's talking to Lisa about their friendship and whatnot. And Jen says, quote, I'll go to jail for you. I haven't even gone to jail yet. What? This is so ironic. Jen, did you say that? Because why did you say that? That's what I want to know. So holy shit, holy quote. Last quote that I have, which in my opinion is the quote of the week. I thought it was amazing. I was just like, you go little girl. Amazing. So they have this new housewife, right? Her name is Jenny. She's from Vietnam. And when Lisa goes over to their house, Her little girl, Jenny's little girl, I don't know, she's maybe like nine or something. She's practicing at the piano and then eventually the Barlows are in their house and I guess someone went skiing, her brother, um, Jenny's daughter's brother went skiing with her dad. I don't know the children's names yet. I will get there. So 
I guess her brother went skiing and Lisa was like, did you go skiing? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I had to study. And then she's like, why? Because you're all like all A student. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no Bs. Here's the quote. No Bs. That's why we're Asian, not Bayesian. Oh, my God. That was the cutest thing I ever heard. I loved it. I thought it was an amazing quote. I mean, this little girl, she is spunky and I already love her and I already love Jenny and I don't even know the bitch, but I already love her. Usually when I see new housewives, I'm like, ah, I don't know if this will be a good fit. And I do have to say, I think she's a good fit. I really do. I'm so excited to see where Salt Lake City is going and I hope Potomac can get back to the insanity, everything that I yearned for last year and I got. I'm not really getting it this season. I don't know. My friend Brent, who's been on the show three times, or, or yeah, three times, he texted me last night and he's like, hey man, I got to wave the flag, the white flag here. I can't be watching Potomac anymore. I got super devastated. I didn't cry, but like in my heart, in my soul, I did. I just didn't do it like outwardly. So... I don't think that he's wrong in a sense. I just don't feel like Potomac is as strong as it was last season. And I guess you can't be you can't be number one all the time. So I I don't know. Right now, Salt Lake City is giving me super high hopes for like insanity amazingness. I hope Potomac will come back with it. Don't get me wrong. Potomac is still my number one bitches. Same with New York, same with Jersey. I just think as far as like entertainment factor, I think Salt Lake City might be the winner. It's a high contender for me right now. But again, we're like mid, I think we're almost mid-season Potomac. So I could be, hopefully they surprise me because I'm ready for a fucking surprise. But Yins guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate Yins guys as, as, as usual. Follow ya bitch at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R on the Instagram, of course. And follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That is Believe B-L-E-A-V. And make sure that you rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio. Leave me a review on the Apple Podcast or wherever you can do reviews. I, I just know I use Apple Podcasts, so that's what I say. But leave us a review. Rate us five stars. The ratings are like a thing, so please make sure that you do that. It's super simple. All you got to do is press the star button, you know? Just make sure it's five. I will see you guys next week. And don't work too hard because... <laughs> Yins guys know that I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, Yins guys, I will see you next week and crush your crush your work week. See you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.